The Believer's Walk of Faith is paid for by Bill Winston Ministries partners and viewers. Up next on the Believer's Walk of Faith. The first thing they said when they came back from spying out the land of Canaan, in the first thing they said is there are giants in the land. Am I right about it? God was having these sized people go up against a race of giants. That's the first thing they said. They brought back the fruit of the land, and the fruit was so large until they had to bear it on a staff between them, a little branch of fruit, because the grapes were as big as grapefruits. Mucho grande. Well, welcome to the Believer's Walk of Faith. Pastor Bill Winston here, where we walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, this is going to be a powerful teaching. You know, God wants you to believe for big things. You know, he said, whatsoever things you desire. Folks, that's a blank check. I like the Spanish word for it. Grande. Praise God means big, you know. Well, when you believe for big or grande things that you can't do on your own, you make room for the anointing. I mean, the anointing starts kicking in. You remember David? He looked at that big giant. He said, this day the Lord's going to deliver you into my hand. That's grande. And then he said this, hey, the army behind you, I'm going to feed them to the buzzards of the air. Oh, that's big talk. (laughs) See, because he can see something big. So if you're down to the level where you can do it yourself, then the anointing don't have, it can't kick in. It doesn't have room to kick in. But when you take this thing by faith and move it to a level of the impossible and then speak, watch that anointing kick in. Let's learn how to do that. Go into it now. It's called The Greater Works. Jesus was going to go to the Father so that you could do greater works. Greater works than he did. Now that's something. And so... Why did he have to go to the Father? Because he was going to send back the Holy Spirit. Now, what has happened now is that you have been experiencing the ministry of Jesus, but now the Holy Spirit is going to come back and that the Holy Spirit's coming back and he's going to take up where Jesus left off. And we call it the latter rain. Latter rain is for the latter days. Now, I talked about seeing. Seeing. Now, what I said is there are basically two people. And we put them up there from, it was from 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 16. And there are basically two people. For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, Yet the inward man is renewed day by day. So the outward man, this person here that you see with your natural eyes, the body is constantly getting older. And if Jesus tarries, it will go by the way of the grave. Why? Because in its present form and with what we know, We can't preserve it, but for so long. So the body, as we know it, once you're born into this earth, you grow, but it's constantly getting older. 
So it's moving towards deterioration. Okay. Now, that's different than the inner man or inner person because that person is inside and being renewed day by day. So there are two people. Now, the inner man, we said, is the real you. The real you. And that's, God is a spirit. The Bible says so in John chapter 24, chapter 4 and verse 24. God is a spirit. And he gives birth to spirits. Got it? And he used Mary to give a body to Jesus. But he gives birth to spirits. Everything produces after its own kind. Okay? So I am a child of God. Now, I don't know about you, but I am a child of God. Okay? Amen. All right. Now, so I have to understand that I was initially designed by God to function from the inside out, not the outside in. My flesh doesn't tell me what to do. I'm supposed to tell my flesh what to do. Paul said, I keep under my body. Not put it under. Keep it under. The body is, 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 will try to have its own way. It'll try to eat apple pie at 1130 at night. Now, your, your spirit knows that your body cleanses itself at night. It knows that. So it, it, they call it breakfast. The word, the original word is break fast, break fast, because at night you're fasting. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that you're not working the night shift. If so, things switch around. But your body's got to cleanse itself sometime. When it, it doesn't cleanse itself, then things start building up, toxins and all of that start building up. So there is space that you're supposed to not eat for, for a minute. Is this, is this the right crowd? <laughs> okay. Now, so your spirit is where the Holy Spirit resides. Now, he calls your body the temple of God, but the Holy Spirit resides in your spirit. Now, anointing comes in you and also functions on you, but let's just keep it simple for right now. So now when it's time for you to do something or whatever have you, you're to be led by your spirit. It says over in Romans chapter 8 and verse 14, they that are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Now in the Bible you can put mature offspring, see, because people who are not mature are led by their flesh or I'm a soul man. 
You know what I mean? I'm a soul man. Well, I said, boy, they said that right. Okay, now, your soul is your emotions, your mind, your will, your intellect, and your imagination. In your soul. But your spirit has wisdom. See? And what happens to a lot of God's people is not knowing that they're supposed to be led by their spirit. And then they either let, let their bodies lead them or their souls lead them. And those two will lead you somewhere that you wonder how you got there. But if you hear God, you'll almost have a perfect life. Just hear God. So, with that, what we said is that whatever's in your body is also created in your spirit. All right? So, I said, this jacket, for example, is my jacket. All right? So, what I do, I take it and put it on. You know? Now, don't hate, participate. And, uh, but it fits my body. And the reason why it fits my body, because my body, it, it was designed to fit my body. So your body is designed to fit your spirit. So the things that are in your, your spirit are in your body. Your body is a reflection of what's in your spirit. All right. Now, if you look at Luke chapter 16, it says in verse 19, and there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there came a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at his gate full of sores and desiring to be fed with the crumbs that fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by angels into Abraham's bosom. And then the rich man died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes in torments and seeth Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue for I am tormented in this flame. Now, let's just stop right there. So notice his body was six feet under. Am I right about that? So both of them died. Both of them died. One went to, one went to hell and one of them went to Abraham's bosom. We said Abraham's bosom is a holding place for all of the people before Jesus came that they could be saved. They were in Abraham's bosom. They were called believers. They were in Abraham's bosom. Now, once Jesus came, they could come out of Abraham's bosom and march on up to heaven. And that's what they did. But the people, some of them went to hell. Now, why? Because they weren't believers. They weren't believers. And as a result of that, in hell, he lifted up his eyes. Now, who lifted up his eyes? The rich man. Now, he didn't go to hell because he was rich. You don't go to hell because you're rich. You go to hell because you don't know God. <laughs> Say amen to this. Now, this is in the red, so it means that Jesus did preach on hell. Okay? Now, he left up his eyes and he cried. Now, first of all, I thought his eyes was in his head. 
down there in the grave, six feet under. No, 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 no. If you got eyes in your head, you got eyes in your spirit. So he was in the spirit lifting up his eyes and he cried, Father Abraham. So he recognized folk. And that's when I told you, people are going to ask me, well, you think we're going to know each other when we get to heaven? Well, do we know each other now? Well, yeah, we're going to know each other then. All right. See, the real me knows you and you, the real you knows me. And so what happened? Now he cried, so he had emotions. He said, Father Abraham, he recognized people. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger. Tip. Of his what? Finger. Now, if he had a finger, he had a hand. I'm with, this is a basic course in anatomy. And if he had a hand, he had an arm. And you know, the hand bone connected to the arm bone. And the arm bone connected to the shoulder bone. And the shoulder bone, come on. Y'all, y'all, here's the way of the Lord. Y'all, y'all. <laughs> Why they want me to go off? Okay. Now, but notice without a body, he had a tip of a finger. That means he had a hand without a body. So the only reason that I've got sleeves in this coat is because I got an arm. You see? So I'm telling you the five senses that you have in the flesh are because you have five senses in the spirit. Got it? All right. Now, I'm saying that because people, what they give priority to this body, which is a wrong, wrong lineup. You got to switch that around. You got to give priority to your spirit if you want to be successful and free. Got it? Now, the devil's job is to get you to be led by your body. See, his job is to give you some circumstances that your body will say, this is reality. And it's not. It's a deception. So if I listen to God, I got the real deal. He said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free of deception. Free of all that the devil's trying to use to keep you in prison and in bondage. Are you following what I'm saying? So sometimes, you know, women look at God, ooh, ain't he fine? Well, everything that look good to you ain't good for you. And what you got to do is you got to listen to God, say, stay away from that. And so you got to just back off, stay away. You, I know it's going to be tough on you, but back on off. Just, okay. All right, y'all, somebody over here got some stuff on. All right. So let's look at second Corinthians now, second Corinthians chapter four and look at verse 16 for which cause we faint not, but though our outward men perish, Yet our inward man is renewed how, when, day by day. Next verse. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment worketh for us, a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are what? Temporal. But the things that are not seen are what? Are eternal. We said that what we want to look at is what's not seen by the physical eyes. What we want to look at is what God said. Now I know it might be something in your body, but what did God say? And what he said about this, our light affliction, which is but for a moment worketh for us a far more and exceeding eternal weight of glory while we look not at the things that are seen. 
So if I don't look at what's seen and focus in and put all of my trust in what I can't see, then whatever's coming on me as a hardship will be light and it'll be momentary. So we used an example. We showed you Jesus. Look up in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And let us run with patience the race that's set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross and despising the shame. All right, so what do you do? Jesus was on the cross full of joy. Now, how could that happen? Because he looked not at the things that are seen, but at what? He looked at you coming back to the Father. And it gave him great joy. But not only that, how many places did he tell his disciples, I'm going to Jerusalem, I'm going to be crucified, I'm going to die. And three days later, I'm coming up. Now, if you know what the end's going to be, you won't lose your joy. The, the problem is God's people don't know what the end's going to be. But the thing of it is, you can know what the end's going to be. Look at John chapter 16, verse 13. Howbeit, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into what? All truth. See? See, what you see may be a fact, but it's not what? It's not true. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. Watch this. And he will what? Show you things to come. Next verse. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and shall show it unto you. Next verse. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, said I, that he shall take of mine and what he's going to do. We'll show it to you. What kind of showing is he talking about? He's talking about something called revelation, not information. Information is gathered by your outer senses. Revelation is gathered by your spiritual senses. All right, so let's look at revelation. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. How y'all doing? Y'all doing all right? Now, notice, notice how it seems like you're in class because that's what it's supposed to be. See, this is not, this, nothing against it, but this is not the Rotary Club. This is not your bridge club. This is the training of an army to take back everything that Satan has stolen and release the, relieve the suffering of humanity. You're being trained up to do that. People just, well, we going to church. Well, no, 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 you're going to school. And I'm, I'm just saying, and, and, and when you stop going to school is when you leave the earth. Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers to the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, 
and given to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being what? Enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance and to say, you'll know what your inheritance is. Let's go and take that particular verse and look at it in the Amplified Translation and look at the word light again. Watch this. Having the eyes of your heart, what heart? What heart? What's that? Your spirit flooded with what? Light. So that you can know and understand the hope to which he has called you and how rich is his glorious, come on, inheritance in the saints is set apart. So God's got some real rich stuff for you. It's rich. You know, I've been studying late, lately big stuff because it seems like as long as you're mentioning something small, God's people will try to believe that. But he doesn't want you to believe that. He wants you to believe something. Real big. How do you say big in Spanish? Grande. Grande. Mucho grande. I like that. It sounds big, doesn't it? Mucho grande. Yeah. No, 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 no. He, he, what you're doing is you're making room for the anointing. See, he, 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 he knows, he knows if he puts it down to where you can do it, then the anointing won't kick in. Why? Because it takes faith to kick in, and faith is always believing for the impossible. Look what it says in Judges chapter 7, verse 1. This is when he chose a man named Gideon. Now, Gideon, Gideon knew he was stupid. He, 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 he would, he, yeah. He didn't try to perpetrate or try to act like he was, you know, some erudite intellectual. He didn't act like that. He, he knew where he came from. When the angel came to him, he said, wait, wait a minute, you, you, you must have got the wrong address because I'm stupid. <laughs> and, and my dad is stupid. No, he didn't say that. But he said, but, you know, that I, 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 I'm the poorest, with the poorest tribe, uh, with the least whatever. So he disqualified all the way. But God chose, chooses the foolish things. Okay, now, the Lord said to Gideon, the people that are with you are too many for me to give you the Midianites into their hands. Lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, I did this myself. That's what God doesn't want. Why? Because of 1 Corinthians chapter 1 in verse 29. This is what God wants. So that no flesh shall glory in his presence. He doesn't want you to take one ounce of credit what he's about to do for you. So he's about to take you into a project that you can't handle. Watch this. Into a property that you can't afford. 
Now, you, you got I'm not trying to appeal to somebody's greed or whatever. I'm telling you. Mucho grande. Well, you got to hear this. The first thing they said when they came back from spying out the land of Canaan, isn't the first thing they said is there are giants in the land. Am I right about it? God was having these sized people go up against a race of giants. That's the first thing they said. They brought back the fruit of the land, and the fruit was so large until they had to bear it on a staff between them, a little branch of fruit, because the grapefruit was as big as grapefruits. Mucho grande. The challenges of life can often leave you feeling trapped, frustrated, and unfulfilled. And even those who have found success in their life sometimes feel they've hit a roadblock, keeping them from their ultimate dreams and goals. Well, the time has come to break through these roadblocks and remove the limits the enemy has placed on your life. God's Holy Spirit is ready and waiting to deliver Jesus' promise of greater works in your life right now. Your time for transformation has arrived. Call us now at 800-711-9327 or go online to billwinston.org in the U.S. Or in Canada, call us at 844-298-2900 or go online to billwinston.ca to order the message, The Greater Works, Volume 2. In this life-changing teaching, Dr. Bill Winston explains how to expand your thinking and stop your fears from blocking your destiny. You'll learn how to look beyond your physical senses and tap into the spiritual greatness God has in store for you. Accomplish greater goals. Achieve greater purpose. Take your understanding to a whole new level of prosperity, not only for yourself, but for the lives of those you encounter daily. Let the Holy Spirit open doors to possibilities you've only imagined and prepare yourself for the anointing of wisdom, opportunity, and protection in your work, home, and relationships. Don't settle for unanswered prayers one moment longer. Activate your anointing today. Call now to choose this teaching in either DVD, MP4, CD, or MP3 formats and begin to drive fear out and allow the power of God to flow into your life in every way imaginable. Total fulfillment is yours to claim. So don't accept anything less. Know that you are anointed. You are built to conquer fear and you are guaranteed to triumph over any challenge set in your path. God has called you to a new level of greatness. Now, answer that call today. Operators are standing by. Hello, this is Bill Winston here, and I'm personally inviting everyone to join me and my fellow generals of faith here at Living Word Christian Center for an explosive time of faith. Now that's our 2018 International Faith Conference right here at Living Word Christian Center in Forest Park, Illinois. Now this year's dynamic speaker lineup includes Bishop Tudor Bismarck, Brother Kenneth Copeland, Dr. Jesse Duplantis, Pastor Cheryl Brady, and Reverend Samuel Rodriguez, Dr. Creflo Dollar, along with myself, yours truly, Bill Winton, and my wife, Dr. Veronica. Praise God. Now, we'll be hosting evening and morning sessions. Now, this again, we also have our sixth annual women's luncheon, prayer, praise, and pampering session. 
Now you have to register for that, but it's going to be powerful. Every year they come out talking about that. That's luncheon for the women, prayer, praise, and pampering. Well, you can't beat that. That's powerful. We also have a leadership summit. We want to invite everyone in the sound of my voice, be here. I'm telling you, we do have streams, but it's nothing like being right here. Now that, if you'd like to contact us, you can go to ifc.billwinston.org. Again, ifc.billwinston.org. Now I want you to plan to attend this. This is going to be more than a conference. This is an experience. (laughs) We've got generals of faith coming in and they're going to be laying faith down like never before. The theme this year is from faith to faith. This is for you. I'll see you here. Bill Winston saying we love you. Keep walking by faith.